everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And Kim, uh, I have a awkward question. I'm not sure I should actually ask you this, but I, I think our audience really needs to know. Are you coming 24-7? <laughs> Good stuff. Not going to answer that. Uh, but so, uh, so you're not... <laughs> You're not no. a vegan, is what you're saying. Not okay. a vegan. Not a vegan. Okay. Um, a good good advertisement for vegans, though. They need that marketing, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah, there's a direct correlation between not eating meat and great lesbian sex. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked they had sex. Like, Dempsey seemed like she didn't even want to kiss her when yeah. they went to bed. And then all of a sudden they, like... Had this has happened. This, I mean, it kind of gives like some Amanda vibes, except Dempsey actually went for it. Yeah, Amanda did not. Well, if we believe what they're Little, saying, there's some heavy petting. There's a lot of people that are like, mm, I don't want to have sex with this person. And then various acts occur when the cameras are out of the room. It's very, yeah. it's very anti love after lockup. It is love after lockup. They just keep going. Whoever it doesn't matter who's in yeah. the room. They just they just keep going. But no one is asked to leave at any point. <laughs> I'm so confused, Kyle. I know we comment a lot a lot on the intro music, which is sometimes mildly racist on the show. But the the Nicola and Misha like circus music that plays is this. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. No, it's there not was a that. little bit of that. <laughs> it's the same as like the Eastern European theme circus music they play in Romania. And I'm like, are they oh, equating yeah. these two places? I think it's the There's... same exact music. I think there might be Jews there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, it's Rasmin and Amanda. Nope. 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 Nicola and Misha. Uh, uh, oh, mm. thought I could guess it. Nope. Um, various degrees of of holy music injected throughout the episode man rosman's sitting pretty this week nicola just keeps getting worse he's never like interacted with a woman besides his mother i don't think and it shows yeah it's bad it's bad there's no way she stays with this dude but you know what Maybe you need to change your attitude toward me. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Nicola. So Can we talk bad. about this in 10 years? I have to wash my nuts. <laughs> Seriously, what he said. <laughs> Basically. I was like, I don't think she's going to be there in 10 years, dude. Shut the fuck up and take all. All of my bullshit until you're too old to reasonably leave this relationship anyway. (laughs) There is no way Misha takes this guy home to live with her daughters, right? Fuck no. God, absolutely not. I mean, you know, she's, she's got some stories about vacuum cleaners and double sons and the devil following her, you know, tailgating her on the road but i don't know about this it would be hard to get that cross that he's nailed to through customs it would... <laughs> <laughs> he is crucified he is 
likening himself <sighs> to Jesus on the cross for dealing with her messy hotel room. What a hey, saint. Can I, hey, can I meet your brother? Oh, I've been stabbed with a spear. <laughs> Is this the literal meaning of gaslighting? Every like, time you bring up meeting my mother, it's another nail through my palm, Misha. <laughs> I love that his friend was seemed too is like, well, yeah, uh, like it's pretty normal she'd want to meet your family, man. I mean, how, how you want to get married? You, how about you don't treat her like shit, bro? Yeah. Well, I, I but she made a mess in my room. <laughs> is the dude like just like stuffed up and horny i mean like what is his problem actually with her what does he want her to act like cam he fucking misha (laughs) might as well be a alien species to this guy that's true he really and it seems like he has plathville levels of media exposure also yeah so it's 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 like worst case scenario on it's it, the entitlement, the chauvinism, the absolute zero exposure to females, uh, or or I mean honestly, it's not even that Misha's a woman. It's just that he's never interacted with anyone. Well, maybe it is because she's a woman because he obviously just feels like she's not deserving of the same level of respect that he demands right yeah so. he doesn't treat his friend will seem like this but and this could no. be editing because it cut out a lot but he didn't even say hello to the wife <laughs> it's like oh you may as well be invisible <laughs> vagina if he I says mean, hello that's basically heavy petting and <laughs> he's, he's nailed to a cross he doesn't have a free hand for that heavy petting you know yeah. um I'm split on David too. Like, again, this could be editing because we know they edit these conversations, but it was like the way they portrayed it. It was a little weird that he asked this young, like ASL translator, if she was married out of nowhere. Now there may have been lead up to that. Like, Oh yeah. What about your family? Are you married? How do you, but they didn't show us that they only showed us like him randomly asking her if she's married. It it was off putting the way that it was portrayed. I, I I understand that because like I texted you like what are the possible things that mm-hmm. they could have edited that around and I the only thing I can think is are you married like when you met your husband how did you introduce yeah. you know like how did you how did how did you meet his family what should I say to her family you know what I mean right. that's the only thing I can think but like regardless even if it was worst case he was kind of um absent-mindedly flirting with her i don't think that was his actual intention i don't know Uh, do you think that he was actually like hitting on her right in front of sheila i don't think he's that savage no i don't think so but it was just like it was weird i don't know the question was weird and like it did occur to me i'm just the first time i watched it i was like sheila you have got to like calm down and this is you're out of control like don't be merry yeah this is crazy and then when i watched it the second time i was like okay let's play devil's advocate it is a little weird. He asked her if she was married for no reason. And 
like knowing that Sheila is so jealous, why did he pick a feet like a young female translator? But I don't know how many American know, sign language translators pictures. there are available, you know? Is this like I don't I don't know if this is like Tinder where you get to see their face when you hire them. I no. assume so. I feel like your face is on everything. So Really? Okay. And like but like I would expect most translators to be young women. I feel like every translator we've ever seen on this show is a young woman. Because <laughs> it causes you know? drama. Yeah, that's true. What was bit bit what was Binya? What was the girl's Bindia. Name? Yeah. Bindia. <laughs> oh, we're thinking of you, girl. You you we made it obsessed. through. <laughs> I don't know why we were obsessed with marrying her off to <laughs> random people. <laughs> so we're strange. Bad people, that's why. Um, yeah. I mean the caravan. The caravan that Dempsey lives in, though, we have to talk about it. It's too small, Kyle. It's too small for Statler to move into without asking Dempsey <laughs> if it's okay first. <laughs> I met you 48 hours ago, and I had already planned to move into this caravan, and I am disappointed that my stuff doesn't fit in here. Like, Listen, I happening? honestly, I honestly think that Statler would be fine with this entire situation if there was a place to shit violently. <laughs> that is tough. She is having a stomach issue, and the toilet is like it sounds it's like in, the toilet is in down wood. the road. It's <laughs> in wood, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's cold. I oh, that's a rough, rough start. But they also have nothing to eat. I I have a lot of questions. That's poor. About that. That's poor planning. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. um, you're you're just having a lot of sex, and your brain isn't exactly focused on basic needs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Are we ready, like, to hop into it? Let's talk about sex and poop. <laughs> they go it's together Statler. so well. It's the dumps report. Coming, vegan coming, shitting, sex. Dude, these two. I mean, is Statler love bombing Dempsey's ass? Like, it's it's a Uh, lot. So love bombing, I think, implies a certain level of, like, abusive intent. You know? It's it's yeah. a manipulation tactic, right? And I honestly don't think that's what Statler's doing. I think that she can't help herself. She's she's a little bit hypersexual, which is actually very common in people with ADHD. And um, she just kind of she, she's got no filter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think it's fine. Somebody had commented about that, and so I was like, I don't know. I think she just thinks she has a hot ass, and she's like really pumped about it um they bleeped the they did they bleep coming it was totally coming okay do you want your person to come 24 7 be vegan yeah yeah Yeah. um that's why united uk is better we got a full f-bomb the other day i know why can't they just like it's on cable i don't understand it's on hbo max i can flip over to game of thrones I and know. see thousands of titties, all sorts of orgies, people getting decapitated and the the neck getting fucked, like you know anything you want. Yeah, incest. There, there's like the the ass description. There was something about a Georgia peach. Right. There was something about like huzzah, and 
she's done some work <laughs> on that thing. If this was if this was love after lockup, we would have an intense close up of Dempsey's <laughs> butt. <laughs> like and as Sammy's- she was leaning over to pick something up. <laughs> So true. Instead, we just get her like unknowingly having her ass looked at from a distance while she's in the bathroom. Yeah, we we get nothing. nothing. Um. So it's I'm confused. It looks like they take a nice kind of taxi looking thing from Manchester two hours into the farmland. This is nuts. I want to know more about the farm. It was dark when they arrived. So I'm assuming we'll get more information, but I thought the caravan was cool. It was so cool inside. Mm-hmm. And if Dempsey had done a lot of that work herself to make it that way, she's she's talented decorator and knows how what she's doing DIY wise. And I thought it was really cool. The, the way that they portrayed it in the previews, made it look like Statler was just horror struck by this entire ordeal. Right. Oh my God. What the fuck is it? It didn't even look that small. Honestly, the rooms were tiny, but whatever. It looked big. Actually, I would say I was like, wow, there's a lot of space in there. It's fine. Um, Yeah. It's like a, you need a place to shit. You do the bathroom part. I understand, but it's also unclear how long she's lived in this caravan or if she's like just remodeled it. It was already on the farm. Did she purchase it like a tiny home type of situation? I don't know. Uh, but and, and if she's yeah. building it and her family owns the land, like what is I, I, for one thing, I just feel like I don't know anything about Dempsey yet at all. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Unlike Statler, who I feel like I understand everything that's ever happened to her in her life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know the active status of her parasite. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We like, know about I, things inside of her asshole. Right. That, right. Dempsey, so, not sure. <laughs> I know nothing about her. What what is What is she even about? She's building this house on her parents' property. Is she just going to like make a little farm and read books and that's just kind of she's just gonna make a life of it in the cottage what what's is she gonna like what is going on right yeah a caravan by the way a caravan is british speak for trailer it's a trailer okay it's like an rv Yeah. yeah yeah so what's the what's the game plan here and it seems like i'm not even sure that statler knows that no uh she just knows she's moving into this caravan. It's just, it's it like Statler has to assume that the idea of her moving into the trailer is within Dempsey's like possible permutations of life plans. If that makes sense. Right. So, I don't like, know. What, what are they going to do? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is within the permutations of Dempsey's life. Plan. Dempsey hasn't even told her dad. Dempsey told her dad I'm flirting with a girl online. Dempsey didn't tell her dad I have a girlfriend. And and Statler's all boo heard about it. I'm like, dude, she didn't even know if you were a real person until like eight hours ago. I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't I don't know if I feel that way. It's I mean, obviously Dempsey doesn't know Statler's like, I'm moving in. Like, uh, you know, clearly. <laughs> so funny. But but it's just it's tough because we don't know. 
the nature of their conversations i don't i don't feel like that's true the build up right it's very clear that statler is like in love with her yeah and but but also like from what we know about statler i don't know what that means <laughs> like could it just be they they text and they flirt and like oh my god i love her you know what i mean because Sattler does like talk she... about sex a lot. She's very like, let me touch your smooth vagina again. And Dempsey's all like, ugh. I just, it's, it's, it's just really hard to know if it is reasonable for Statler to feel like as in love with her as she seems to be. I'm going to mm-hmm. assume like not really. But if you're Statler, I could see being pissed off about this because to her point, like they just were traveling together for like a month. I'm like, you don't even tell. I mean, Statler clearly sees her as her girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you're not going to talk to him when you're, like, together 24-7 in Thailand. What were you doing? It's hard to know if the entire family was there. Was it just Dempsey and her dad? I mean, yeah, I guess it's a little weird. But, again, people have different relationships. Well, she says her dad's her best friend. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, then it it does see... I. I feel like culturally British people might hold back a little bit more. Have you watched UK? (laughs) (laughs) What what are you talking about? Who has to marry Juan because she just has to risk it all. And she'll just never have love if she just doesn't go for it with this (laughs) particular guy. Wow. Uh, Sorry. UK is just, it's the best guys. It's the absolute fucking best. I'm telling you. They, they, they banged and, uh, yeah, blown away. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Dempsey feels that Statler was very impressive. (laughs) She has experience. She goes to orgy parties and stuff. I've just never done anything like that. Like, oh, there's a lot of people that think Statler's (laughs) exaggerating about her sexual experience. What do you think about that? I don't know. Dempsey doesn't seem to think that it's exaggerated. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know how many like lesbian orgies there are on a farm two hours away from a fucking sheep. We might be surprised. I don't know what's going on yeah, up there in Darrington. <laughs> the world is open again, and that means I'm traveling a lot again. And I always get nauseous when I travel. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you know you'll do whatever it takes to feel normal again. There is nothing worse than feeling like you might vomit all over a stranger on a plane or in an Uber or in a boat, especially when you're going somewhere that's supposed to be fun. Ginger doesn't do it for me, and I really hate taking pills that make me drowsy. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Really wish I would have had one of these when I was pregnant. And now you can use your HSA or FSA dollars to get a relief band. So if you just got those accounts refilled, put that money to good use and fix your nausea problem for good. 
Whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. Forget the days of nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. It's like the name says, Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you a relief from nausea, and you can change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. I can tell you firsthand that Relief Band actually works. I used Relief Band when I've had to fly post-COVID, and I was really surprised that I didn't feel nauseous at all. It also curves my anxiety because I know I have something to help with my nausea and I'm not just going to puke unexpectedly. And it's actually really easy to use. You just put a little gel on your wrist and pop it on. It's so easy to travel with and it's really discreet. It just kind of looks like a fitness tracker. And I don't really drink, as you all know, but my husband borrowed my relief pant when he had a few too many beers last weekend, and he said his hangover nausea was gone. He was very skeptical, and he was really surprised how quickly it worked. So if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners. If you go to reliefband.com, use promo code CRAYCRAY, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, Relief Band. Dot com and use our promo code CRAYCRAY for 20% off plus free shipping. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always super clear. There's just so much uncertainty in life, but we definitely aim to make better choices, hopefully, than the people we're watching on the reality TV shows we cover on this podcast. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, your relationships, or really anything else in your life, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. My experience with therapy has been that when I know I have time slotted to talk through my stuff, my issues, you know, all the decisions that I'm making in life, I'm better able to just move forward and be excited. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash cray cray. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Uh, you want to talk about Big Guns, Gino and Jasmine? Actually, there wasn't like a whole lot of them this month, this month, this week. <laughs> I mean, I was I was shocked that the word prenump didn't come up the entire episode. Yeah, they've um, already made that decision. Gina's yeah. not having one, so she's not going to bring it up again and remind him. <laughs> and still his dick can't get hard. So uh-huh. one and a half weeks left. They're still fighting. There's no sex. There's no romance. And I I cracked up when the therapist opens with, so it usually takes more than one session. <laughs> this therapist totally watches 90 Day. I know. 100%. This therapist is like, this is not going to fix everything <laughs> or in anything. an hour. <laughs> 
or yeah. anything. I also like when Gino started talking to the therapist and was like, you know, we moved into the same building as her ex. She hangs out with him all the time and calls him and tells him about our relationship. I was like, that does sound bad. Yeah, it's not great. And then Jasmine's like, I am completely sexually unsatisfied. And he makes fun of my vagina. And he gagged at me when I was in the shower. Like, if I'm the therapist, I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Also, I need to clear my fucking schedule here. <laughs> I need to sage this room before, before and after. Please but, stop. But, Kyle, the best part is that this is clearly a child psychologist because there are toys. I know. Did you see all the toys? I was Everywhere. Like, what kind of therapist are you, Mamie? Oh, man. But maybe uh, that weird. is, that might be for the best, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. I'm glad that she pointed out, though, because we've never had a therapist on this show point out, like, hey, we're not going to fix all this stuff in one session. Um, but, I, you know, the, these therapy so scenes are always so cringy. Uh, but yeah. this one was mildly entertaining. I mean, I love. I love that Gino said, so I want her to stop yelling at me and putting me down. And the therapist says, well, just fuck her if you want her to chill out, Gino. Basically. Like, but You know, that conversation continues. But I just I love that her opening salvo on advice is to shut the fuck up and just bang her. <laughs> I mean, the therapist did say one thing that did resonate and I think is true and like is something that most therapists will tell you that you you can only control what you can control you can't control what the other person does so sure. try to do what you can do and see if that changes things and you know gino's not going to do that gino is stuck he's like a child he's like no i want i want to make sure that she's working on these things too though i'm not going to do something if she's not going to do something right <laughs> like, okay it's a zero sum game you know it's just yeah. a, this, this is a disaster the the overall the advice seems fine um <laughs> the, the the opening of the second scene she's like there's a okay let's there's a lot happening here so a maybe stop vengeance <laughs> Vengeance is not good for not, a relationship. It doesn't help. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, generally good advice for all relationships. <laughs> stay calm. Never talk to Dane again. And also, I, uh, my favorite piece of advice, I don't know if this is good advice or not, but we say this all the time, which is you need to shut the fuck up once in a while. Yeah. And try to have some fun. Otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. Like you don't, I don't know. People are very adamant about talking things out, but sometimes like you don't need to talk through everything. Sometimes well, there's just an argument and yeah. just let it go. I don't know. Funnily enough, I feel the total opposite way about Nicola and Misha. <laughs> yes. And I think it's because every he just punts and nothing yeah. ever actually gets resolved. Um with them with Gino and Jasmine they scream at each other, they feel better about themselves and then they come back around a day later and then keep moving forward. So nothing is actually resolved, but 
the screaming and yelling doesn't accomplish anything either. So you might as well just have some fun and screaming mm-hmm. and yell at each other over FaceTime. The thing is, Jasmine is not going to stop this. And I mean, the thing, some of the things that she says during this therapy session, she knows are triggering to Gino too. Like she says, well, you know, Dane and I, Dan and I, we just talk a lot more friends because we have such amazing communication and right. then like a little bit let So there's just a little bit of separation. She'll say, Oh, but Gino and I have terrible communication. And she said, Gino's the worst lay she's ever had. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Did she say that in the therapy session? Yes. She said my worst sex was with him. Cause Gino's like, well, our sex used to be good. And she I, says, no, it wasn't. It's always been terrible. I miss that. That's so bad. God, why would you? Why does she want to have sex with him? I don't fucking know. And also, the other thing I was thinking during this is like, okay, if the sex is that bad, why are you trying to introduce butt plugs? <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess. I, like, get the maybe, basics down before. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Get get the real simple stuff nailed down before you start pegging Gino, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, but what do I know? I'm not a sex therapist. Have a basic orgasm before you try right. to introduce the toys. I Yeah. Gino's main complaint is that Jasmine says super hurtful words to him. And this is so true. It's very We've seen true. it. She does it all the time, even in like a nice voice, she does it to make it seem like she's not saying something really brutal and mean, which just makes it even worse. Like, Jesus. Then what? Okay. What, Do you think what that did the you think reason about? that this makes Gino soft is because he knows everything she says, no matter how brutal about him, is absolutely 100% true? Oh, uh, maybe. Because he is a piece of shit. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I just, I want to know more about this shower story. Oh my God. What so happened dark. here? From Jasmine's point of view, she was like trying, she said, did she say she was taking a shower? Or yes. they were taking a shower? She was. Okay. So she was trying to like do a sexy dance for him. She like maybe spread her lips and was like, look at my badge. And he was like, oh, that's what it, she like made it. Do. Sound, yeah. Like you do. That's what it made. She made yeah, it sound like that's and right. And he didn't really dispute it. He just says, well, I, I was trying to have a conversation. Like why? She's in the why? shower. She's right naked in, front of in the shower. <laughs> what are you doing? She's dancing sexily in the shower Right. Like, that's not the time to have a serious conversation. He's just. It's very if, strange. This is a very strange story. If I mean, the therapist's advice really boils down to Gino, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And Jasmine, stop vengeance. <laughs> I mean, you always say like contempt when we see right. this type of contempt with couples. It's never, never good. It's so toxic. And they have they both have it for each other. They do. They hate each other. They're both trying to get vengeance uh, for different reasons. But Jasmine also brings up that she's abandonment issues from her dad who left her when she was three and she doesn't take rejection easily. Is this I thought her dad had custody of one of her kids, ironically. You might be mixing her up with Larissa, but I'm not I'm not uh, totally sure. 
I might be. Uh, I think I am actually. I think her mom has one kid and her and the father of one of the other child. Yeah, you're right. I am mixing her up with Larissa. So we don't know anything about Jasmine's dad. I don't believe so. It's just throwing that out there like that. Uh, that therapist needs to explore that. Yeah. Because when she says that, I'm thinking, well, the entire basis for the reason that you haven't dumped this turd like Statler's parasite is because of an insanely traumatic experience from your childhood not because like so when she says yes i want to maintain and stay with this relationship okay well that's based on a really traumatic thing about your childhood so if we can work through the traumatic thing she's probably going to realize she needs to get the fuck out of this relationship right i would think so yeah i can't believe that she's not in her own therapy trying to work on that she should be. And she seems like somebody that has the time and desire to do it. So it is surprising. Right. That she, Yeah. Um, this is when the therapist says, Chino, you'll get a better version of Jasmine if you try and bond with her, were her exact words. <laughs> bond with her vagina. She has to do work, too. She has to do work, too. I'm not. She, you have to tell her to do work, too. Okay, Gino. Prenump. <laughs> um, so that's I guess that's where that's kind of you it. leave it. Yeah. I love I love that Jasmine again, like she's always got to do the insult like under the table, you know. Okay, well it will really hurt me and it will really hurt Dan. But if you really want, I'll just never talk to him again. <laughs> like you see him in the hallway, dude. Like let's let's talk about sheila and david this this was a lot this is heavy yeah this is hard it's hard to watch we kind of already talked about the the asl translator situation in the intro and how weird that was was so um he's i thought it was interesting that she said i'm like my family's living situation is so poor and so desperate that when he sees it, I'm worried he's going to think that I'm desperate for money and a green card. I mean, I think it speaks to her character though, that she hasn't even really asked him for anything. Yeah. In the what three years they've been talking or however long. And I also like, I think freaking out about the translator I think that it's more complicated than just jealousy. It's like a mix of embarrassment. I mean, she says as such, like she's embarrassed by her family's living conditions and the poverty. And like, now it's not just David, a person that she loves. It's this whole ass stranger that she's to drag along. And, you know, she said it's embarrassment that she hasn't learned to sign. Um, and then just general jealousy that the translator is younger. And as women, we're taught that we're depreciating assets. So it doesn't right. matter how young you are, if there's somebody younger. So, you know, I think it's all of these factors just to be fair to Sheila, but Dan, this is like, and they did have a, a lot. They did have a, I don't know. I don't remember what like the timeline is here. This could be day three, could be day seven at this point, but they did have a conversation just a couple episodes ago. That was very strange 
where she demands his phone and oh, yeah, you know interrogates that. him about talking to a woman and yeah it was also like he didn't he ask her if she was married too so maybe this is a pattern of odd questions about are you married that triggered her she he asked that woman in the phone conversation if she had a boyfriend yeah right so right. why That's is he weird. always so yeah maybe we need to think about this differently like because that like why are you just going around asking random people like hey are you married it's just kind of strange one correction weird. one correction to something you said he has sent her some money but it's like for as long as they've been dating it's virtually negligible he's only sent her three thousand bucks oh i didn't realize that i know that he had sent her some money for her house but i thought it was like yeah Tyre level like 50 bucks no nah, it's not there. that much it's still not that much but he is on a you know he's the guy bags groceries i mean it's a lot yeah. for him i three thousand dollars is a hell of a lot for yeah for him for um but god like meeting meeting her let's let's start before they they even go he david's excited he's like yeah I thought it was a kind gesture that he booked this translator. I think, you know, at yeah. first I was like, that's a good intention. He wants to make it easy for her family to interact with him. He's probably been in this sure. situation before. He's like, it's going to be hard for them to talk to me. So I want to make, I want to bond with them. I want to connect with them. And this is going to make it easier. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but Sheila immediately hates this woman. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell that the IT it's, uh, it like what what do you think um man i don't know i it, it, she she has all this pent up rage but it it is concerning that she feels like she can't tell david this yeah because i guess she doesn't do you think that's like she's afraid of his reaction like he'll be mad about it or it's just going to generally be a fight or she doesn't want to appear as jealous as she's feeling. I think it's the last thing. I, I think that she is self-aware enough to know that this jealousy is not attractive and that it's, it's perhaps she's more jealous than she should be. And so she doesn't want him to see that side of her. It's not completely irrational, though, like the more that yeah. we talk about it. Um, this know, is the second weird. time in two days that you found him asking complete strangers like what their relationship status is out of nowhere, like apropos of nothing. I just want to know. I feel like I would feel more confident if I could see the selection of ASL translators in the area. Right. He picked the like, only, there may have been young, only one young girl. Yeah. Or maybe there was like seven old dudes in this lady totally. she may have also been the cheapest one because she is very young yeah yeah in which case that could be a reason too but um so they have to um yeah. they have to go through an alley filled with sewage to even get to her yeah. place yeah um we meet her dad who's just hanging out can't really say much to him He's the the whole family is very uh uncomfortable with communicating with him, which yeah, I mean, I guess I get that they're they probably don't run into all, a lot of deaf people, but yet their daughter 
has hearing issues and mom can barely hear anything. So it, 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 did it strike you as strange that they're all like kind of looking confused about this whole situation? They don't really know how to deal with it, given that there's two people in the family with hearing loss. It was really strange. I, I thought that maybe they're like confused. They just look confused the whole time. I thought maybe their confusion was compounded by the fact they have a huge camera crew there. That's um, fair. And lighting it, rigs. Yeah. And they've never seen anything like this before. They have to have lighting Maybe. rigs because, I mean, it's just like, this has got to be a really difficult place to film, honestly. Totally. Like, it's kudos crammed. To production. Totally yeah, cramped in there. There's ladders. There's like they literal even, they ladders. Get the camera crew up those stairs that David climbs. It's dangerous. Both David and Sheila almost ate shit climbing up those. I would call that a ladder, but yeah. Because yeah. when they get to the top, there's something that you can trip on. And I'm like, how'd they get the camera up there? It's just the dad dad looks confused. Um, he doesn't know how to talk to David, even though she was like, talk to the translator. The translator will relate. And he's like, I don't get it. Like, I just know. Right. Too much. And so, I mean, the mom, I mean, she's, she like screams it's David in the mom's ear. And I, it's unclear if mom really understands her parents just look like they're in pretty poor health. If I'm being honest, did you get that? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And it it made me think like, based on the preview for the next episode, do you think that one of her parents dies? That's what they want us to think. That's what they want us to think. It, It appeared that she was crying on some kind of a coffin. Oh, yeah. She was definitely like crying on a coffin, but it could be an uncle. You know, we just don't we don't know what other family she has in the area, but yeah, it does not look good. I This is this is pretty sad in general. I mean, he knew that the roof blew off during the typhoon, but Sheila has put up shower curtains everywhere to keep the rain out of the house. And then they have a tarp. Like. I don't, I'm trying to think back to like even Rose's house. Like Rose had a bed. She doesn't have any sort of mat or mattress. She just puts a tarp out and they sleep on the floor. And I I don't know. Do you feel like this is like poverty porn type of stuff? Like, or how would you film this without being exploitative? You know? Right. I I think we talked about this a little bit. Last week, I mean, on the one hand, if you are David and you're actually in that situation outside the context of the show, you have to go see what's going on. Yeah. Like, I think I, I agree with the premise of seeing how she lives and meeting her family. If you're thinking of proposing, you got to meet them and talk to them and just see what's going on. But man, and, and also David didn't. I, I believe David that he didn't know how rough this was, mm-hmm. right? If he had more of an understanding, I would have had a lot of respect if he just turned to them and said, "You can't film this. I'm sorry. Like I gotta, I gotta see her house without the crew there. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna end up being disrespectful." and like kind of shameful for her and her family to be filmed. And then I'll arrange for Sheila to bring them to a cafe so that we can film. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. It's hard. Like Sheila doesn't, Sheila knows how rough this is, but 
the camera crew could would probably just tell her, no, we have to film. And she's like, well, what am I going to do? Like, I need yeah. this money. I need this money for like my parents. Yeah. The dynamic is weird. And then. Yeah. That's, that's why it feels problematic because it, it, it does borderline on exploitative because Sheila needs the money from this show. Probably. Yeah. Like, and, really and again, bad. there's and still so does like, David really. Yeah. There's still like so many questions about if the foreign person in the partnership gets any money because of how people are paid. But if we do assume that she does get money, it's probably a pretty important sum to her. And I just don't remember, like I'm thinking of the other cast members from the Philippines. I don't remember their living situations being this dire. There, none of them have been pleasant. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this does take I mean, these are the worst living conditions I think we've seen on 90 day in any sub franchise. Yeah, just because of the fire and the typhoon. I mean, the house could have been in, in decent shape before of that. But I mean, two natural disasters later, it's it's pretty it's in pretty rough shape. I did think that David dealt with it pretty well, though. He says there's nowhere to brush my teeth. There's bugs everywhere. I'm really nervous about this, but he doesn't really say anything and he just goes to sleep. Yeah. His, inter- his internal dialogue is this is bad, but yeah. I didn't feel like he presented any rude or even, he, he, you know, he didn't even catch him like rolling his eyes or anything, you know, nothing. Nope. Um, the gift I thought to the, to her son was a little odd. I don't know. The pinball machine. I, yeah. cute. He tried, you know, we tried. It came from a good place. He I can't think. afford it's not like he can afford to give him like a Nintendo or something. And also that just yeah, it would be too much. I guess it's a weird balance of what you would bring, but it was so big. He didn't fly that there, did he? He had to buy oh, that yeah. in the store. Oh no, he absolutely flew that there. It was rad. God. That's yeah. wild. Um he didn't get her yeah. parents any gifts. Which is, I mean, again, what, come on, what come would on, you man. Get? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> ask ask Sheila what to bring them, you know. But yeah, so I uh, next week. Oh, not looking forward to that. But yeah. I am curious. I, I'm still very intrigued by like how this is going to turn out. So let's wrap up with the like the most absurd couple this week. I think. Yeah, we can't end with Sheila and David's too sad. One with Misha and Nicola. I love monkeys, Misha. What is wrong? Okay. <laughs> like, it's kind of a red flag when only one person in your significant other's life among all of their friends and family knows that you exist. That's not one great. One person. Yeah. And then you don't even acknowledge the wife, as you mentioned, and the entire time that you're together, he just shits on you the whole time. He's, just, he's annoyed with her the whole time. He's just consistently annoyed with her. I don't understand why he's like with her even. Like, why does he even want a wife? Because like God told him to. It's not like they're going to have kids. Like, are we I, thinking I, I about this it. all wrong? Maybe he I just likes men, but he just can't go there. Because he really, uh, really yeah. seems to hate women. Yeah, he does. But or what's this funny, woman like, I don't, in particular. You know, I guess to be fair to him, 
he maybe just literally didn't know that he hated women. <laughs> you know? He's only ever met his mother. That's it's the only journey. woman he's ever interacted with. So You're watching a journey of self-discovery, folks. Yeah. yeah. He also hates cats. So, you know, <laughs> Misha, like, even when she's holding this cute little kitten, he's like, Jesus Christ, Misha. Put the fucking Misha, cat Misha, down. Misha, Misha. Like God, you should see our room. It's like Tarzan. It's a dated and strange reference to make about a bunch of women's underwear just being strewn about a room. Why does that make it like Tarzan? (laughs) I don't think this guy has seen a movie since like 1979. Like I really don't. I I never see woman who brings such mess in my room. You've never had a woman in your room. You've never seen a woman. You've never seen a woman. Yes. (laughs) It's funny, though, that they had so much fun out in Haifa the night before. Yeah. And now it's just like she was hopeful. Misha was. And now it's back to back to sadness. Like the the first thing she meets one person in his life. She's so excited. She's pretty gracious when she meets with Seam. And then the first thing Nicholas says about her is she's a messy slob. That's it. Like, really? I would be like pretty offended. She's so crazy about my mom knowing about her. It's just it's so wild that she would want that after talking to you for seven years and you're begging her to get married right off the plane yeah it it is weird he doesn't want his family to know about her if they got married isn't that like literally a a sin like aren't you supposed to honor your father and mother yes yes and like that's marriage is a sacrament so your family needs to be there for those types of celebrations. It's very strange. And he is, I, is he going to keep her locked up somewhere else? And he's never going to tell his mom. Isn't she going to wonder where he went? Would the priest at this church that he is so enamored with and goes to so often, even marry them, just a shotgun wedding without his mom there. He probably, so. Yeah. I mean, I think his so. mom, is his mom even Catholic? I don't think she is. No, so maybe she he isn't. wouldn't give. Maybe he wouldn't give a shit. Yolo. We I need mean, more Catholics in Israel. Fuck it. I think. I think. Though, if you're going to get married in the Catholic Church, you have to do a whole um, marriage counseling thing before. At least in the states, you do. I don't know if that's the case in Israel, but uh, you know, you have to have several sessions with the priest to make sure that you're like compatible life partners and whatnot. So they can't just go and get married. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is rough to watch too, because he's annoyed at her about the cat. He's annoyed at her about the messy hotel. She meets the wife. Nicola doesn't even acknowledge that the wife is there. And then, what Wasim asked, yeah. so how are you going to make her happy, man? Yeah. And his response is literally, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> yes. I know how much I sacrificed. She's crazy. It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But the real shit is like back at the hotel room. I love that Misha tells him to that he stinks and that he needs to change out of his street clothes. And he's like, I don't smell. 
She's like, you do. I just told you you did. But anyway, he doesn't listen. It seems like she's finally realizing how big of a deal it is that this guy is a virgin that's never spoken to a woman before. Yeah. Which is, it's insane to me that someone with an accomplished career, two kids at her age, didn't think that that would be a huge, massive, triple red flag. Yep. And I mean, it's not, he thinks that he's showing her that he cares just by existing. And you know, taking like, her I, to various holy sites. Yeah, I'm taking you on all these holy sites. What do you think I don't care? And she's like, but it's the way you're treating me. I want, what do you want? Hugs? So, whoa, okay. <laughs> you want heavy pets? Come on. I already did that for you the first night. That was enough. You're so fucking emotional. That always works, <laughs> yeah. by the that always works, by uh, the way. I've yeah. I that's my go-to in an argument is just to <laughs> scream that the other person's too emotional. It works every single time. To I mean the argument ends, you know. It, <laughs> it ends. So yeah. does sex ever in your life. <laughs> so does <laughs> just general feelings of goodwill. Yeah. I mean, Nicholas says that Misha is acting like a victim. And it just—he's just so clueless. I the the woman wants like a hug, and wants him to just act like a human, and that he likes her generally in front of his friend. That's it. It's pretty simple. But what if what if yeah, what if they edited this so <laughs> wild? Like when when he's like, she's crazy. Misha's crazy. It's actually because she's just ranting about flat earth shit to him. And they just <laughs> and they just cut it from the episode. <laughs> Let me tell you about alien conspiracies and satellites. Nicola, we need to get married soon because you're gonna drop dead from the vaccine. <laughs> The earth is flat, Nicola. She's crazy. There's I'm no- not I'm not introducing her to my mom when she's talking about flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you're gonna die from vaccines. Oh, she's such a victim. <laughs> we roll the tapes. And she's like we she's need like full unedited version. <laughs> she's like, satellites don't exist. Oh man, I'm like Jesus on the cross over here. <laughs> I absorbed well, the persecution. She's like talking about Jewish space lasers. I absorb the persecution and humility, okay? <laughs> I mean, the conversation is long and confusing, but ultimately Nicola decides to end the conversation until a decade later because right. totally. he has to take a shower now. Now he's interested in taking a shower. Yeah. As no person on the show has ever been. Her her brow beating will make him want to clean his stinky armpits. Yeah. And oh. that's, yeah, that's it. So maybe you change your fucking attitude toward me. <laughs> God, he's awful. This guy is awful. Again, we say it every week, but how is Rasvin the best dude on this show right now? I, my mind is blown. He's still, after eight episodes, 
hasn't said anything like super weird. I mean, the communication, obviously expectations are terrible, but yeah. probably the weirdest thing the guy said is like my bloody sword needs to be Ugh. dipped or something. Ew. <laughs> Ew, it's so nasty. God. <laughs> Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Are you watching the other way season six and 90 day UK season two this summer? Do you just hate ads? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed either via Patreon or with our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only 5 bucks a month, so less than a Starbucks. It's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice, especially with Supercast. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly, usually an hour and a half to two hours long, and our B-Sides episode, which drops on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, where we cover The Other Way, 90 Day UK, and any other 90 Day shows that are currently airing. You'll also get full access to our complete podcast archive. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. So any any other final thoughts? I didn't miss Cleo and Christian either, frankly, this week. I I didn't either. I I didn't miss Tyra. So I didn't miss Christian Cleo. Um, Christian's just so cringy. Uh, you know, there's I, there, I don't I don't miss Christian Cleo because there's literally nothing amusing happening at all. It's really sad and distressing the entire time. The only thing it, that's amusing yeah. is how clueless Christian is to the way that he. I, I always wonder how these people thought they would be received by the 90 day community. And I have to think that Christian thought people would love him. I, I, somebody said, somebody called it. They said, it brings me joy to think about Christian watching himself back and like reading stuff about himself online and everybody. Totally. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, that's going to be a wake-up call for for old Christian. Um, I think Misha and Nicola, despite Nicola being like a piece of shit, they're kind of the funniest to watch right now. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's zero stakes. They're both yeah. absurd people. And I still, I, I said this for the last three weeks, and even though we know way too much about Misha now, I still will say, like, as far as the events that are happening on 90 Day, she's totally right about everything, which yeah. is a strange, which is a strange place to be in on the show. Usually mm-hmm. both people have done really bizarre things and are equally hateable or they're, you know, there's different levels. But I, other than just the entire premise of meeting him and thinking that this is a potential partner for you, she's done nothing weird. They talked for seven years before they decided to meet each other in person. That is just very strange. Yeah. Seven years. Like she has, she had the means to go to Israel before. For sure. And her kids are older. And I don't know. I find that bizarre and, and possibly just for TV. Right. Like, did she really ever, like, is this just a prayer partner? (laughs) <laughs> that she decided to pitch to a, a reality TV show. I mean, My she doesn't pee-pee. have to have sex with him. Allegedly, there was heavy petting, but he doesn't even know what that is. So he can't confirm or deny. We haven't seen them kiss. 
We haven't seen them sleep in the same bed. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. she saw another vacuum cleaner and it said, <laughs> just use them <laughs> for TV. Vacuum up his hopes and dreams and spit them out in a blast <laughs> of underwear all over a hotel room. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> well, I enjoyed watching this week. I'm still enjoying Before the 90. Uh, what do you enjoy more, The Other Way or 90 Day UK Season 2? All which are concurrently running right now. That's a tough one. Um, Toe is pretty messy, but... There are like Kenny and Armando. I love those guys, but they really are just dragging the whole season down. You think? I don't. This is so boring. I don't care at all. Yeah. At all. And I'm not looking forward to Danielle and Johan. And I so am. Far, I need to see how that ends. No, not interested. It's so repetitive at this point. It's true. Um, and UK is all fresh faces so far, and they're all just bonkers. I they're so different. Like each of these shows is pretty different. Like I still think before the nineties is good. Toe is really messy. It is not for the faint of heart. Like there's some messiness there, but yeah. it's a good mix of like real couples and and real big drama. And we haven't even met everybody yet, I don't think. And then UK is just doing the uk thing where there's an entire like eight seasons of a u.s version of the show packed into three episodes and you're like whoa it's episode 2.5 and they're married already (laughs) i know what is going on i fucking love uk i think it's my favorite yeah um just really good anyway uh anything else i think that wraps it we will talk to y'all next week. Uh, we are taking a couple of weeks off in August just to uh, note. Prepare you. Prepare now. It'll be, I think, the second and maybe third week. We'll have to see. But yeah. prepare. and we. But we will talk to you next week. So see you then for episode nine. Thanks, guys.